This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for tyre power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Follow us on Twitter at Rabbit Hole SEN. Indeed, we'd love you to. Great to have your company. It is episode 13 at Rabbit Hole. SEN is the place to go and we're here all thanks to tyre power. Our great friends, your local tyre power person or man or woman would be the best friend you can have. You can save on the Falcon, Wild Peaks, the all-terrain tyres. Buy three, get one free, gay whispers. G'day, Gary. Yeah, we're dropping uh, we're dropping a day late this week. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have been a little bit worried about where the pot is, but we're a day late because I had to attend a funeral yesterday of a great old Essendon person, John Killer Kilby, and it was a great celebration of his life, a great send-off. But it also made me think, Gary, uh. that if I go before you, and oh. I, I don't want to have a morbid, <laughs> I don't want to have a morbid conversation, right? But because it's a celebration of life, and that's what I was thinking about yesterday when I was standing there thinking about Killer's life. But I was thinking I would like you. Yes. I am going to leave it in my will that mm-hmm. if you survive me, yes. then you get a 15, 10 minute spot at well, hey, my funeral. 15 or 10. Well, that would be up to you because it would be a thing. I'd have to leave a certain amount of money in my will to pay for it. So <laughs> who's else? Who, if you do a 10 minute spot at my funeral, what's it going to cost me? Who else would be on the card? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, oh, no, I wouldn't. I'd be honoured. I would want to know. You wouldn't charge me? No. A 10-minute spot, right? No, 15. I'll give you 15. Yep. But I would, would like you... – I would. I just want to ask you this because yep. I've noticed in speeches sometimes people go with the sort of the lightish – depending on a funeral because some funerals are just so, so sad. You know, people yep. die suddenly and that type of thing. They're a different funeral. But when somebody – I'm hoping to pass away – not in the near future, right. down the tr- you know, down the track when I'm in my 80s or yeah, whatever, and you and I will still be mates. We'll be still going on holidays together each and every year, probably back up to the same place up there at Byron Bay. Yes. And I pass away gently and peacefully, you know, <laughs> around 80, 85. Right. And you get, the ch- yeah, you get the chance to step up and speak at the Wisps' well, funeral. Okay. At that, by that stage of my life, I'll be 80, I'll be 80, 78. Yep. Where would it a be? youngish man. Where would the because I, I'll be down the peninsula and I don't right. want to have to travel. Okay. Because if well, it's across, if it's in Essendon, for instance, I probably wouldn't make it. What if I leave uh, travel imbursement money in my will for you? No. Nah, and I get somebody to pick you up. No. Nah, a chauffeur-driven car to the funeral. What time is it? Well, yet to be established. Maybe if you have it around, I like. I like to. I don't want to put. Too, I won't want to put it's people a out. Somber, no, 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 we, no. We can have, but you got to talk about these things. You got to have these have conversations. You your funeral? Well, I'm about to. Oh. This, that's what I'm about to do for the next fifteen minutes. Jeez, it's a long. <laughs> no, no, but I, I want you. I oh. want you. Okay, so I can do a tight fifteen for you. A tight fifteen. Do you want me to have them in tears, or do you want me to have them laughing? I want you to. I want you to do the tearing up first. So go really somber, heavy yeah. stuff first. I'll have the whole church in tears. That's right? right. And then just bring them home bring gradually, them gently, and then raucous laughter. Finish on a big high. Raucous laughter oh, at the right. end. I'll write this down. And just leave them. Low. Just just hold back a little bit as well. Low. Leave them. Leave them wanting more. Low. As though, as though, as though you'll they be. Can't able to, get any more from you. Well, as though somebody can say at the end of the funeral, uh, we'll be back again next week for the second part. <laughs> Of the Wisps funeral. Slow, early, bring him back up to a raucous finish. Yep, yep. And I'll have you, I reckon you'll be the best of the people I choose to speak. So I want you last in line. Well, that would be. I don't want you going early. (laughs) I want you going last. So people are sort of uh, 
thinking, oh, God, how long's this service been going for? But hang on, I'm going to hang around because I know Gary's coming up at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There'll be a big Because you don't finish. want me on first. No. Because then they'd all start to drift off. <laughs> there might only be four, 20 or 30 people left. All family and friends. I'm going to contact Pang. I think he might be a good warm-up uh, man. Yeah, just a little spot just sort of early in the piece. Wouldn't in be good if you have me first and then you see Carl just wander off. <laughs> Before the before the finish, your son-in-law, and they'll say, where are you going? I've heard, I've, I've heard the best. I don't need anywhere for anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to go and sit in the car and listen to the radio. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, you, you got that in you? You've yeah. got to be able to laugh at this sort of stuff. You do. And it's very important that you plan it because I was thinking yesterday when I was standing there listening to the life story of Killer, and I was thinking, God, you know, like I knew this bloke a long time. There are so many things about him that I just – didn't know that maybe I should have known about well, him. Yeah, well, he was your trainer, so you would have spent the best part of 20 years with him. Yeah, he was around a lot, but, uh, you know, like some people you get to know really well, some people you get to know okay, some people you don't get to know that well at all because there's so many people you've got to invest in at a football club, but he was he was one of the greats of the SM football club. You know, club. I think it's one of the great signs of respect um, to attend someone someone's funeral, yes. I think. Uh, Wherever possible, and I know that sounds stupid, but you know, so sometimes you're not obligated because you might not be close and it might be yep. you know, whatever, but where, where possible, to be able to attend and pay tribute, I think is great, particularly when you're someone such as yourself of, you know, a high, we're held in high esteem and high regard and well-respected everywhere because it helps for the family members. Yes. I go, oh, killer. Oh, here's Tim, Tim Watson. Oh, there's Jake Stringer. And oh, there's, yeah. Bev, you know. Yeah, I think that has a big impact. That's you know, the other thing about that is too, and as you get older, uh, you get you, these things unfortunately happen where more and more people die around you, and you go to funerals, and it actually yesterday it was it was really good to catch up with people you know from your past, you know from the Essendon Football Club who aren't necessarily your besties. And what do you always? I've say? got a handful of besties, but they weren't necessarily your besties, but they are people that played you know little parts and pieces and. I'm standing there and Nick Neofito comes up. Now, you wouldn't know Nick. Okay. The car dealer. No, Nick Neofito. He the was a prestige our, car man. No, that's Nick, um, Nick, Nick Theodosian. Oh, they look a little bit alike, but not a lot alike, right? But he was standing there and immediately, because I'd watched a movie the day before about uh, brother Brothers in Blood or something like that. And there was a bit of boxing action going, and he was holding up the gloves. And I was thinking about Nick Diafito the day before while I was watching the film. Because and Nick, was a boxing man. He was our boxing coach at Essendon. And I was thinking to him, and I went up to him, I said, you know, how are you going? And he said, um, you, know, you, know, you know, great, you know, sore, sore shoulders as I get old and that sort of stuff. I said, well, look, I don't need all that information. Well, I said, well, I want to apologise. I said, why are you apologising? Don't bore me with every injury. I said, well, I didn't realise I packed such a punch when I was You said that? Yes, I did. That's why he's got the sore shoulder. <laughs> That's right. I said, did anyone ever punch your hands as hard as me? Because he used to say to everybody that came through, oh, that's the hardest. That is the hardest I've ever been no, hit. He, would not, he said that about everybody. You, no, 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 no. Powder puffs. Exactly. But he used to say that about everybody. Oh, mate, right. Yeah, exactly. He was like the Mickey coach, you know, of um, uh, Rocky. Come, wanted, me, come he, me, Mick. He wanted to make you feel good. And, I do uh, that. I do, Rocky. You do. You, do. No, he's not you need some work on you, Rocky. It's not my A-grade. 
<laughs> anyway, this is a rabbit hole. We can talk about That's anything, it. anything already, we like. We've been down three already. Yeah, anyway, we've, got got to make it, we've got to make it a little bit quicker today because no. I've got Brando sitting in a home waiting for me today. So I'm she making might, it quicker. Just it might be a 35er today. No, it's separation no. anxiety. Tire power well, of pain. I think they're hang on. I think I can hear him howling now. He howls like a, <laughs> he howls like a wolf. Why, why is it any different to any other morning? When we do the podcast. Well, normally Susie's at home looking oh. after him, but she's had to go down to Tesla. Well, twice. Pumpkin's at home too. He hadn't eaten for three hours. <laughs> He'd be ripping the place apart. Does Pumpkin bang on the wall at your apartment too if the, <laughs> if the classical penis downstairs starts oh, to fly? Well, there's another rabbit hole. <laughs> neighbours. No. Let's just put it under the heading of yeah. neighbours. First time in my life I've gone to apartment living. Yes. And? It's, but to, so there's two on the, two on the bottom. Two apartments. Mm, two apartments below you. Yep. Yep. And you're on the second floor. Yeah, or you're on the first floor. No, yeah, first floor with another one. Yep. And then there's a penthouse sort of whole whole floor up the top. Oh, so their ground floor, you're one floor, and yep. there's two floors. Yep. And everyone's fine. It's mm. great. Well, the bloke across the road has a few parties. I've had to give him a bit of a straighten up every now and then. <laughs> but the one underneath, <laughs> the, the young girl is yes. a penist. Right. And she, she's a classical pianist. Right. And she's very good, but not at 9.30, Miss. That's it. Cut off. Lights out. Nine, I mean, at night we're talking about. I'm in bed at eight. <laughs> exactly. I go to bed. I read. Yeah, you fiddle for a while, don't you, with your mobile phone? <laughs> I, I might watch a few things. Yeah. I might read. But 9.30, lights out. Yep. And then the other night... <laughs> I'm thinking, surely not. Surely not at 9.30. So I let it go for a while. I said, that's enough. So I went it in and just accidentally <laughs> out. Immediate stop. Did you know it was a piano or did you think it was? I knew it was a piano. Or did you think it might have been? No, hang on. I'm going to insert a joke here. Or did you think it was a, did you think it was a dog? Was she playing Bach or, or was it Mozart? No, it was very, very good. She's very good. And? But anyway, it stopped. Yes. And it's fine. And have you uh, laid eyes on them since? Is everything okay with a neighbour? Because something like that can lead to no, no, like a really no. hostile I think they realised straight away that they'd gone past the 9.30. Right. And they were a bit embarrassed. In fact, they probably will apologise to me. So... Um, that is that was something. You also just said something to me which I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. How many besties have you got? Don't include me because I'm a given. <laughs> but how many besties have you got? Because you have a big friendship pool, yep. right? It started big when I was young, and you it's shrinking as yeah, I get older. But not bestie, bestie, yeah. besties. Yeah, down to three. Neil Danaher said that to me one day. We're having a I, we're at a function and we're just sitting there having a beer. He goes, how many best friends? Yeah, he's very intense. Mm, mm. How many best friends you got? I go, oh, no. hundred, eight, ten. You know? mm. No, you haven't. <laughs> he's he telling goes, you. Yeah. No, you haven't. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, I think I. He goes, no, have a. He goes, have a real, real think about mm. how many. He goes, mm. if you, you know, if you get through life and you've got mm. three, maybe four, then you've done really. well. You will be doing well. Like people that you could trust your life with, yep. or the lives of your family. My great. Late father-in-law, who was a great man, uh, he used to say this. He said, "You'll, if you die with three great yeah. friends, he said, you have lived a great life. Yeah. Well, I and think, I agree with that too because I've had to cross a lot of people off over the last sort of 10, 15, 20 years. You know, people that 
were great friends. What do you mean crossed? What? Well, you just every now and then no, like, they dropped off, or you've crossed. I got a great mate, and he, he's always making lists. And he, you know, I, I'll ring him up out of the blue, and he'll is say, "Is he one of your besties?" Yeah, he is. He's an oldie, and he's an old bestie, right? What uh, number? He'll go, "Hand uh, me on your list." <laughs> what number would he be? Uh, he's in top. He's top. Five. I've got five. Yeah, oh, be in the top five. Still. I don't think room for three others then. Oh, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And I, my old mate Alec, he's... Uh, he's. Well, that's only room for two others. <laughs> he's one of my besties. Me, Alec, <laughs> and old... <laughs> Who's the other two? Uh, no, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to go into that. How many besties do you reckon you've got at the moment? Hundreds. No, you haven't. Nah. I can tell you haven't got them. Nah. Am I in your best... I no. wasn't in there, but given that we worked so closely together, we no, went you've away. Become very close. We, we went We've away become very, very close. I've never holidayed with anyone else. Put it that way. <laughs> does but anyone? Not does that it, I had a say in it. Apart from you know, uh, Nikki, does anyone do you think know you as well as what I know you now? Rick, me brother. He doesn't know you as well. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. No, 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 no. Cross that off. He, like he, doesn't. he doesn't. No, you don't. You haven't got that many friends. <laughs> oh, because. We work so closely together at a ridiculous hour of I the know. day and moods and all that sort of stuff. You well, do don't have moods. You just get to know people really, really well, don't you? Of course you do. And we were talking about that today because someone sent a message on our radio show and said, Gary's in a better mood today than he was yesterday. No, he wasn't. And I said to you, well, good, yeah. because it'd be pretty boring if you tuned in and someone was in the same mindset every single day. Yeah. Every single time you tuned in, they went, oh, yeah, he's the same. Yeah. You sort of have to park that a little bit, though, in our business, don't no, you? No, you like, can't be absolutely how you feel. You've no. got to get yourself out. But sometimes you won't be at a 99. No. You might be an 87. Yeah. I rarely drift below. I rarely. <laughs> no, you're pretty. No, I rarely drift below sort of like an 85. I yeah, would the, say the I'm reasonably <laughs> evenly tempered. <laughs> yes. But people could, you have more fluctuation. <laughs> they, they could mistake that for being boring. <laughs> That's the other way. Look at. Let me just say this. I don't want to give you any feedback, but that could be misconstrued as boring. <laughs> I'll, put my, I'll put my hand up for boring. I, I genuinely can be boring. Yes. I'll put my hand up for yep. that, okay? And I can drift and I can be whatever. But having said that, yeah. I know you well enough now to know what sort of Mood you're in when I get into yeah. our studio before well, the show, right? And this morning on you, you're in a what I would <laughs> coin <laughs> a flighty. I was, <laughs> I'm not in a flighty. You, you mood. were flighty. No, I wasn't. No, you were. You in a good way. No, yeah. in a good, excitable, <laughs> funny. Well, that's because it's up uh, there. Had a couple of serious things that you wanted to say. So just for the people. We have an office downstairs that mm. we wander into the studio. I get there at about anywhere between 10 to 5 and 5. Yeah. Brooksy's already there, our producer. Yep. He gets there at 3.30? 4. Yeah. He says 3.30. Yeah. We think 4. Yeah. And then you wander in any time between 5 past 5 and quarter past. Is that right? Yep. Every morning. Yep. Every morning. Every morning in the same time. So now we've worked together for a long time. When yep. you're early morning, you don't talk. I don't talk. I don't feel like talking. Yep. You got to say, Brooksy, I say, go, Brooksy, he goes, g'day. Mm. That's it. Mm. No more. Then I sit in front of the computer and I go to work. That's you. Then you walk in and you go, eh. But I, I only go, eh, because I know that 
<laughs> you want to, uh, you, right. you don't want a conversation. Because like, uh, uh, the you... other bloke that worked with you when I went away for a while, oh, yeah. you said that he was too joyous first thing yeah. in the morning and too chatty, Nick Revolt. That's what you said <laughs> no, about him. You did. Well, he was excited. You said he comes in like a puppy dog every day, <laughs> happy, <laughs> cheerful. But he's a morning person. He, he gets up at five even when he's not doing Does that. he really? Yeah, he does. I didn't know that. So then you just sit there and sometime between – 20 past five and half past five, it's like a thaw. Mm. It's like it's like the thawing of, you know, the, the yeah. in the mountain. You just slowly comes off. And whatever it is that's had you quiet, mm. it, it, dis, it disperses and then you start to talk. Can I say, <laughs> hand on heart, it's my favourite part of the day. When you thaw. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's Brooksy's favourite part of the day because all of a sudden you sort of come alive. <laughs> <laughs> you digested everything, and I write down. I write down all the things that you say that we can't talk about on air, but make us laugh before we get on air. And so, therefore, by the time we get to six a.m., we're, we're ready to go. I that's go right. and make the coffee. I get you your coffee. I make sure that's hot, 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 hot. Wisp, it's not hot enough. I've got to put it back in the microwave for another twenty-five seconds. Whatever it is, but we get there, don't we? And that's when I know. That's why we 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 are so compatible. That's it. That's exactly how it we've is. worked our way into this position of compatibility, yeah. like husband wife do over a long, long period of time. Yeah, and then so you got to get a. This is about you got to get a producer who's compatible. Mm. And they need to be able to read how you're feeling and where you're at, yep. and whether they push or not, and yep. and then sometimes the producers got to even though you might be. The, the thaw mightn't have happened yet. No. And then he's got to come up with something like a guest. We had yep. We had a big guest on Tuesday, right? Uh, booked. A big guest. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. The yeah. biggest names in AFL yep. footy right now. Yeah. And his mum. Yes. And? And then the producer's got to break that news to you. Yeah. On have, the night before. You've got to have a way about you when you do that. Yeah. And? Yeah. Well, then the thaw takes a bit longer. There's <laughs> 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 a reverse thaw. It goes back up. The freeze goes back up again. You've got, you do have a, um, you can get the uh, quick frozen. I can get the quick frozen, <laughs> Gary, occasionally too, when you've already been thawed out. Give me one example. Well, just sometimes it can just be something that happens around us. Oh, yeah, no. And then you go quickly back into That's the, true. yeah. Because yeah, he completely frozen. And yeah. everyone who's listening to this mm. is, it, and this rabbit hole is a rabbit hole of, I'm a creature of habit. Yes. I'm a, a massive creature of habit where I don't need many things. I need, I so I have eye drops. So the first thing I do when I sit down at my <laughs> desk, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Yeah, well, I haven't noticed that. Well, because you're, you're never there. When do you do the eye drops? The first thing I sit oh, down. Oh, when you come into the show first thing in the no. morning with Brooksy. Yes, in the okay, office. Okay, when in you sit office. down just before five. Yes. I miss the eye drops. <laughs> right. I'm going to set the alarm a bit earlier. I want to see the eye drops. Well, this is the, my point. I'm a creature of habit, right? Yeah. First thing I do is put an eye drop in both eyes and they always dribble out. So then I go, what am I doing? <laughs> Where's your tissue? Exactly. Oh, no. And there's no tissues. <laughs> then, I, then the thaw comes, a reverse thaw. I say to Brooksy, I haven't got demands like um, Beyonce. I don't need... All the or yellow like, M&Ms. Or like Daryl Summers. Yeah. Mm. All I want is a mm. box of tissues. <laughs> Just so when I can't see with my eye drops, I'm able to get them out. 
Well, the bottom line to this conversation what really is conversation? Well, we started talking about how many friends you have, right? Oh, so yeah. we have worked out that we are None. really good friends. No, because oh, yeah, yeah. we sort of, you know, we fill the gaps around each other and I know you, I know which buttons to push, I know which buttons not to push. I know your vulnerabilities, which you I don't have any vulnerabilities. Well, you've exposed a few of them over. Oh, okay, a, no tissues. Well, I'm not going to go vulnerability here, but uh, you know, like I know you really well. You know me really well, and oh, that's yeah. why we can go away on holidays together, and we'll continue to do that for the rest of our lives, setting aside <laughs> a couple of weeks every year. <laughs> There's some no-go zones, which which we both. Um, we both respect. We do. We do. But, Actually, we can go But we there. know what they are. We can go there with each other, but yes. not if someone else wants to go there. No, and we don't go publicly with those either because we know that that's not what we want to talk about. So exactly. I'll never push you in that direction. You'll never push me in that direction. And that's why we've become great buddies. And I'll have you speaking last at my funeral. <laughs> what if I go first? Well, do you want me speaking at your funeral if you go first? Because Probably you haven't not. discussed that. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if you get straight to the point, I, I could. I don't want you to go in long form. Because when you go long, What's long form? Well, when you go into your long stories, because that's when you... No, well, this is the thing This is the thing about you that I've noticed, right? This, And if you don't mind me saying this, <laughs> there's two things you don't have. You don't have much patience for a long story, no. and you don't have a lot of curiosity either. No, I don't agree with that. I don't know that you've got a lot of curiosity. Well, maybe your stories aren't interesting <laughs> enough to pique my curiosity. But if you prodded me a little bit harder, <laughs> a little bit harder, oh. and sometimes a little bit gentlier, right. then you'd maybe get to the point that I was trying to make. Okay. Well, but we, you lose patience very quickly in the piece, which makes me feel a little bit uneasy. I start to stammer. I lose my, <laughs> I lose my train of we thought. Are, we need you to, give me that look, that withering look. <laughs> And I'm going, what have I done? What have I done? We need to have a signal. You need to have a signal. Right? I'll put my hand on my head. Take your hat off your head or, yeah. or, or hold up a paddle or mm. something. And then I know, oh, he's, he wants me to prod. Hey, um, can I just say at this point, because um, Bill, who's an old mate of mine, he listened to the pod. And it was only through listening to the pod that he worked out why you called me Wispy. He, he always thought it was because of the timbre of my voice, which I don't know why he thought it was a Wispy voice. What? He was pissing himself laughing. He rang me and said, oh, ha, ha, ha. that's why they call you Wispy. <laughs> he laughed that loud. He didn't? thought it was funny. He thought it was hilarious. And I want to tell us, this has become the rabbit hole is by its very nature, we go anywhere and everywhere. Mm. And I, I enjoy it because I don't know where it's going to go. But we were talking about our boss, Craig Hutchison, the other day. Do you think I can tell this story about when we went away to... Why, how did this come up in our conversation? We were talking, i tell you what we're doing. We're talking about, this is how the funny, this is how a conversation um, develops. We were talking about Ian Dicker. And, oh, and actually, we started somewhere else. Anyway, we got on to Ian Dicker, then you got on to Aspen, because you and Hutchie went and stayed at his place in Aspen once. And then you said, tell the story on the rabbit hole. So we were in New York together, which I used to do, we used to go over a lot. Well, he was over there, and I used to go over there. And then he said, listen, Ian Dicker, the former Hawthorne president and great, you know, one of life's great gentlemen, had a house in Aspen. He said, Ian said, do you want to go and stay at our house in Aspen? I said, yeah, for sure. Mm. So we flew to Denver, and then he said, Hutchie said, let's let's drive from Denver. I th drive from Denver to Aspen. Mm. And I said, oh, that seems a long way. He goes, no, it'll take about an hour. So we had a couple of friends uh, – Boyfriend, girlfriend, and friends, mutual friends, and the the girl drove about five hours in. 
<laughs> we had about ten cans of beer. We're still three hours away, and it's snowing and that. And all right. Anyway, did get, you have the chains on? Did you have to no, get the chains on? No. Get the aspen in the dark. Right. right. Pitch black, and Hutchie goes, "Yeah, I know where it is. I know where it is. Up in the hill, we sort of drive up." And he goes, "Yep, this is it right here." So the the, the girl, put, the lady, pulls the car into the driving into the driveway. We get our luggage. Archie opens the door. We walk in. I throw the bag down. I go, oh, geez, you've got a nice house here, isn't it? Put a couple of lights on. And Archie goes, no, nah, hang on. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> no, it's not it. No, it's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, what do you mean this is not He goes, nah, nah, this is, nah, this is not his house. <laughs> quickly grab our bag, turn the lights on. I don't know why the door was open. And, he, and <coughs> excuse me, it turns out it was three doors up. So we go in there. and Did you have all your snow gear or not? No, this no. is the point. So we wake up the next day. The most magnificent outlook and a, a huge dump of snow. So everything was covered in snow. It just looked like a postcard, right? right. And it was, sun was out. It was, you know, Hutchie goes, oh, we've got to go skiing. You can't come to Aspen like this and go skiing. I said, mate, we, we brought our bag with a pair of jocks. He goes, no, well, what you do is you go down to the main street of Aspen and then the second store... <laughs> All the rich people come skiing and then they just leave their stuff because they don't want to take it back to wherever. He says, you can get all the stuff there. So I go, fair enough. So we go down there and sure enough, there's a like a second shop or whatever. No. I get it. I get a jacket. I get a snow jacket. I, I know, get, but you don't even want the designer stuff. You <laughs> I get the nice. The Montclair. The black pants. And I'm looking at him and this is where he, he, he He's not, he wasn't in the best, like he was, he's a big man. Yeah. Struggling to get in. <laughs> to fit him. <laughs> Remember, you know, Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. He'd come out with a pink, <laughs> he had this pink sort of outfit on. <laughs> the only thing had John, had John Goodman been there recently, had he? He goes, what do you reckon this? I said, it's good to that. I said, that looks good. <laughs> So tickety boo. Off we go, right? And this is a funny. Well, at that stage, I'm. We go and get out. So has he got everything? Has he got just the gear? Or no, the skis? he's got our clothes. Then you go right. to the, the mountain and you get your ski higher. Right. And then we go. Like I'm not a very good ski. I can ski, but I said, can you? That's ski? not like you to say that. Well, I'm a pretty good. Yeah. Ski. <laughs> no, I'm not that good. But uh, compared to Hutchie, I'm like a professional. Mm. I said, can you ski? He goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we get on the ski lift, right? right? And for those of us that had never skied overseas, it's not Mount Buller. It's not going up the Burke Street at Mount Buller. This is this is Aspen. This ski lift just kept going up and up and up into the mountain. Right. <laughs> anyway, it gets to the first stop after about 25 minutes. And she goes, oh, I'll probably get off here. <laughs> I said, oh, I'll you get off. I don't know why. I kept going, right? Right. So I go to the top of the mountain, I'm th- and then I get off, and then I'm just absolutely panicked because it's – got to come down. Yeah, and it's not like the Burke Street at Mount Buller. So Is I'm, there any other way of getting down other than skiing down? No. 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 So I'm going, so I'm snow plowing, I'm doing this and that, just trying to get down. I've fallen a few times, and after about, I don't know how long, 25 minutes, I get back to where I'd left Hutchie, right? right. Absolutely cooked. I'm knackered. <laughs> And I'm going, I've got to get a drink. So I park my skis at the shop at the, you know, where the coffee joint is. There's this big crowd, like a crowd of people. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is on. This is not a word of a lie. No. There's a there's a crowd of people, right? <laughs> no. and I'm looking down, and it would have been a hundred. I go. Was there a minister amongst them? I get in the cuff. I go, "What's happened over there?" The bug goes, "Oh, I've been a bad accident. <laughs> 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 been a pretty bad accident over there." I go, "Oh, she's that's no good." So I get my coffee. <laughs> on the rover. <laughs> and as I get closer, I go, geez, that looks like us. <laughs> Was the pink suit giveaway? Disarray. <laughs> there he is, spreading. He's spreading out on the mountain. And he, I, go, I go over and I go, what happened? <laughs> He goes, oh, okay. you left me. I had a crash. And then my ski went down the hill, like way, way down. He reckons he couldn't get it, so he just lay there and thought, I can't go and get the ski, so I'll lay here and get it you know, in the back of an ambulance now, whatever, a skidoo, and he'll take me down the bottom and I'll be right. And he goes, the, the guy came in and put him on a stretcher, and strapped him behind him and skied him down the bottom of the hill. And I made my way down and he's sitting there, he's had ice covered from head to toe with all the ice snow been hitting him in the face. <laughs> that was our day in. I said, do you want to go up again? No, no, they, they call it a day after that. You're listening to The Rabbit Hole for Tyre Power. Get your free five-minute tyre safety check. Oh, dear. Did uh, Hutchie – oh, sorry. Did you need to oh, say something? No, I hope we've still got a job when, when our boss hears that story. <laughs> I was, did he need to go to a masseuse after all that or not? He would have very much needed to have gone uh, to a masseuse. We're here for tyre power, save on the Falcon Wild Peaks. All-terrain tyre. That sounds mm. like a big, meaty tyre, that. Buy three, get one free tyre power. We'd need one of those uh, driving up the mountains. I haven't been yeah. to Aspen. I went to Vale many years ago, which is before Aspen. You would have gone almost through Vale on your way to Aspen, I, I think. I wouldn't have seen it. It was pitch black. And, yeah, as I said, we were 10, ca- ten cans in. Um, mm. You love a mas- you love a massage. No one... Nikki loves a massage. Well, You'd be the next person I know who loves a massage as much as her. No, I've been a regular uh, massager since I started playing footy. I realised the benefits of it when I was uh, playing footy, how much better I felt after a massage. I used to go to a couple of different people. I went to Ronnie for a while, who was an old Essen masseur. Used to go to his place in uh, Ascot Vale once a week. And then I went to another guy called Rob Granter, who was a fantastic masseur. I went to him. Yeah, good. He was out in the northern yes. suburbs. Yes. He was a bit of a um, guru. guru. Guru, yeah. A yeah. little skinny guy, yeah. but uh, nice, Fingers solid hand. Steel. Yeah, got really got right into yeah. you and stretching and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And so I've continued on post my, my career. I go to um, uh, I go to Mary and uh, Josie, uh, just uh, alternate a little bit. I only go to Josie once a month and Mary more, more often. If, if you've um, turned to a female masseuse. Um, well, not because... Well, sounds like it. Well, it does sound like it, mm. but for no particular reason, other than these are the people that I've become. I think jo- Josie is, Joe, Josie, is as good a masseur as I've ever come across. A stretching type masseur. Oil? Uh, yeah, a little bit of oil as well. We but oil. Yeah, a little bit. I, no, I don't mind the pressure point no, massage as well. No, massage. I'll tell you what makes a good masseur, that's a though. Push. And I'm interested in your views on this. The masseur... That can find without you telling them yes. your sore spot. Spot on. Is, am I right in saying that? Spot on. 
if you have a if you have a massage and you know you've got a particular spot that mm. makes you jump, and mm. if that person hasn't hit it, if they don't find it, never go back. Yeah, exactly. Never go back. Exactly. Did you have a favourite at Melbourne, or Scar did you Morgan. have a, Yeah. You, how did you find Robbie Grant? To uh, it was. I have a feeling. I have a feeling I may have even spoken to you about it at one stage because this was for my back. Right, it would have been a big thing in your life to ring me and talk about that. I can't remember it. It was a big thing to go that far away from mm. where I lived. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was way out in Coburgish sort of way. Yeah. Like another world over there. Yeah, yeah. But you'll travel. You'll travel a long way to get a good rub. Yes, you would. I know you would. Diego nude. No. I've always I've always left a little bit of clothing on. What about you? Well, no, I think you should go nude. <laughs> no, it's never been. Well, I, 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 I pay a good rate for my underwear. I don't want oil all over my jocks. Mm, I'm happy to leave a bit of oil on the jock. <laughs> well, that's because you buy cheap ones. You can buy eight pack. I do buy. Them the, I, well, I do. Well, you know, the, the ones I've got are the. We got sent them actually. You got sent some too. The, tra- the tradies ones. No. Did you ever wear them or not? These are not the rabbit hole. You wear <laughs> the you shorty, never... shorty ones. No, I don't. No, I don't. You wear the if you shorts. Wanna, if you want to go down this rabbit hole, we can. Well, I'm happy Because you like the little boys ones. I like jocks. Yeah, exactly. A little boys. I like a jockey. <laughs> like a little they're not little boys. <laughs> they're called little boys undies. They're not G strings. <laughs> no, no, they're not G strings. They're just a normal jock. Yes, okay. We all wore them up until about 10 years of <laughs> no. age, and then we decided to wear men's jocks. Well, what do a you proper wear? jock. Well, tell me what like you wear. Short, like a like a boxer short. short. Yeah, like a boxer short. A, that... mid, a mid-length boxer short. What, but, real baggy and loose? No, 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 tight. That's what a, bo- a boxer short no, is. No, I don't like a boxer short because they're oh, the silky yeah. loose ones. What do you wear? Or what are the ones that are tight and are short? Right, eh? well, not a boxer short. Well, what do you call them, though? I don't wear them. No, I know you don't wear them, but what would you call them? So they're, they're, like a bi- they're almost like a, a short bike pant. What, the lycra? No, no, <laughs> not lycra. They're cotton. Yes. But they're a tight co- fitting yep. box. Short and a yeah. short. Yes, yes. Don't they crunch up around no, the No, they don't. No, they don't. Lolly bag? No, they don't. No, no, they don't. Uh, you you obviously don't wear them correctly. I know, I've never worn You'd them. you probably pull them up a bit high. I've never worn them in my life. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? This is a good story. Not a good story. Always no, it's not a good story. It's just a story, a, rel- a, a story that related mm. to this. I was buying Christmas presents for my boys. Right. And I thought I'll lash out and buy him a good pair of Kelvin Kleins, like 30, 40 buck a pair. Yeah. One pair each. Right. In, the, in their little Santa sack. Yep. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Gave him to him, to a man. Threw it back at me. What's this? Why? They don't like the jockey jock. I oh. bought him the ones that I like. Right. Oh, you bought a brief? Yes. <laughs> they just threw them at me. Said, what are you, what are you talking about? Why do you wear a brief? Oh, comfort. Get good coverage of the cheek. Yeah, I know. Uh, all that's true, but I think you'll find no. um, I think you'll find what I'm wearing more comfortable if you give them a try. No, I wouldn't. No, because less less is more. Mm. Less is much more comfortable. Anyway, do you still get a massage or not? Oh, yeah. Where no. do you go now? South Melbourne Market I used to go to. I said to you to go there, but I don't think you ever went there, did you? Well, no, because you said they don't use oil. Well, no, they can use oil. I didn't get the oil because they're sort of like on tables side by side. Yeah. And I felt a little bit uncomfortable about derobing. And so if you don't use oil, you can just sort of have a, a pressure point push 
you know, yeah, tap through. That's your... just a push. That's not a massage, is it? That's just no, a, but it's good. It's an uncomfortable it, push. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, you know, with if if they know what they're doing, mm. then it's good. The pressure points are really important. In New York, the you could go to the Russian bars. Did I, I've already told this story. Did I? What? No, you haven't told it here. I've heard it uh, a few times elsewhere, but no. <laughs> no, I'm not telling it. There. No, no, t- no, I'm t- not telling it. Don't tell it because no, bash it up your blur. <laughs> it's a famous, it's a famous place <laughs> on the Lower East Side of New York, isn't it? Well, yes, and it's a hundred year old Russian and Turkish bars. Yes, you go in I there. wouldn't go there. It's a, it's like a just a concrete mm. sort of jungle, mm. and you go in and you go upstairs, and then there's a cave of, um, and you go into a cave like it's and it's full of all. Old men, basically, Russians right. and, you know, yeah, a lot of foreign men in there right. who just sit there and sit there for three hours a day. Do they, you let us smoke in there? No, or? no, no, no. But Do they read the paper in there? No, because in the, in the cave, it's like 70 degrees. You right. go in there. Oh, it's hot. It's like a, a hot, humid bath, environment. And then you yeah. go into the freezing cold, you know, there's a pool that's just got freezing cold water that's just you know, pouring out in the pool. And then right. you go to a steam room and then you go to a sauna. Fully clothed or no? Not? No, you get when you when you go in, you get a pair of like short footy old old style footy shorts. Right, clean. And you go. Well, I hope they're. Are clean. they pressed? Are they starched? Did they feel stiff? <laughs> no, they felt good. But while you're in there in the in the cave in mm. this hot cave, there's there's women giving you a massage. You can get a massage while you're in there, and they whack you with a with a branch of like olive leaves or something. No way. Yeah, they give you like a, a whole full service. How many wax did you get? I, <laughs> I didn't have one. I just sat there and watched watched some wax these blokes. Are they? St- <laughs> Hang on a minute. Are they standing up or lying down? No, it's a full massage. <laughs> like you're getting a proper massage. So you're on a table. Yes, on a table. Right. Yeah. So they're getting whacked on the table. <laughs> yes. They are. <laughs> they're getting. Well, I call it more of a flogging. <laughs> so is this with? With the, like a, I don't know what sort of branch it was. Right, right. It's like an olive branch and just going and getting sort of flogged with it. Right. Over your back and your back of your legs and stuff like, like that. Like really hard? Or pretty hard. Right. Pretty hard, yep. And uh, it was great because you just sit in there, you can only sit in there for about three minutes and then they had a big, this big sort of well of ice cold water and you just pull a big bucket and. Pour it over your head and then you sit back there until you get too hot again. Who'd you go with? Well, I went first. I went with Hutchie and all the boys because Hutchie went. Well, we'd had a big night and we were right. about to go and have a big day watching all the footy and everything. Right. And How many said, lashes did he go for? <laughs> Let's meet here at 10 o'clock. Did that for about an hour and a half. Mm. Walked out, having walked in pretty hungover, walked out feeling absolutely brand new, yeah. magnificent. And then I took when I was with the girls, I oh, said no. to Nikki, you didn't take Nikki and the girls. <laughs> yes. Not Nikki, Ruby, yes. and Lucy. Yeah, that was a shock to them, but they loved it. Is it a the old um, blokes loved it? I bet they did. Is yeah. it? Is it? Um, it's a unisex. Yeah, yeah. Place. Oh, okay. Yeah, like there's women walk around topless and stuff. Oh wow. You know, it was a pretty liberal. So it was, it was a very liberal sort of place, Tim. Right. And it was a great experience. And if you go to New York, you should do it. Would you go back again? Was it that sort of experience or yeah, not? In a heartbeat. Right. Yes, I'll take you there. Right. How do we get on to that? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Mass- massages. The massage stuff, yeah. Anyway, so um, if you need if you need to, uh, if you you need need to, a good massage, then uh, I think Josie's going to be around for a while, but I think she's going overseas again soon, so 
But you don't necessarily feel the need to do that, though, do you? You don't what? get. Do you get sort of to a point where you just feel like, oh, God, no, I, I just do. need to have a proper stretch. I you know? do. We, there's a there's a great masseuse down where we live, um, at one of the spa places down there, and she left there, and then she would come to the farm, and yeah, and we'd just put the massage table out under the tree, you know, and oh. get a massage out there. It was very civilized. Very civilized. Um, can I play you something um, that I heard over the last couple of days? Because this just absolutely floored me. I think we've spoken about this before, but this is Mark Cuban, who's the owner. Well, not this one. Again. No, no, this is a different one. This is Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas yeah. Mavericks basketball team, right? Just talking about players and social what ha- media. What is- hang on, hang on. <laughs> Social media and uh, people connected to their phones. He's talking oh, yeah. about NBA players here. Have a listen to what he has to say. What happens is the players go to their lockers, and while they're doing that, the coaches are huddling to try to figure out what adjustments are made. So the players change, and they grab their phone, and they immediately start looking. Now, most will look for texts from their friends because that's where they get honest feedback. And that's good sometimes, and that's really, really bad sometimes, particularly with family. You know, shoot more, da 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 da. And so, and then others will look at social. It's certainly an impact, but what we've tried to do is say, here's your role, right? Here's what you've got to do. And if you don't do that according to what we're trying to accomplish, we're sitting your ass down. Can you can you believe that? Like, there's the owner of a team worth uh, probably a couple of billion dollars, four point five billion. Talking about the players who are on you know multiple millions of dollar contracts, and talk. The first thing they do, a lot of the players, is they go into the locker room at halftime before the coach addresses them. The first thing they do, and they're allowed to do this, is pick up their mobile phone and check and see what their mates are saying about their performance. Can you believe that? I can I cannot believe that. It's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. And you know, in our game, say AFL football, everybody has to lock their mobile phone away in you know, in a in a in a box somewhere. That's, a, that's gambling related. Well, exactly. But do you think if they weren't if they were allowed to access their phone, do you think they'd be performing the same behaviors? Well, the fragility of some players would be that would be the last thing that you'd want them doing, accessing their phones, and particularly if they may not be having the greatest game, or they might be playing on yeah. someone that's kicked a couple, what, and they're a bit fragile anyway. They come in at halftime, pick the phone up, and go, "Well, just see what the the um, mm. the greater public think on how I'm going." What's in your dog? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Well, what about a mate saying, um, you know, say uh, say Toby Green? Okay, say it was AFL and you're allowed to. He goes in at halftime, opens up his mobile phone. And one of his mates says, sends him a text. Oh, just been watching uh, Gary Lyon talk about you on the Fox coverage, and he said da 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 about you during. The- <laughs> I mean, that's that's what they're doing. I can't believe it. It I is. It, you know what? You told me Steph Curry does it. Yeah, all the all the players do it. I think I think they just. I, I listened to Steve Kerr, the coach of the uh, Golden State Nuggets, as you like to call them, and he talked about this. And he said, "Well, you know, we've got to treat them as adults. Like they're adults. Like." We can't be saying to them like kids, you can't have your phone. Yes, you can. Well, I think that. You think that. He's coaching there. He's in the middle of it. He doesn't think they can. I can't believe it. They're paying them like tens of million dollars a season to play this game. And they feel like they can't say to the players, do not go near your mobile phone for the next few hours. The player feels like they're completely cut off from the world if they can't access their phone at halftime during a game. That absolutely staggers. That's flawed, you hasn't it? I can it has. tell by your body language. Well, knowing what you know, I don't. 
as you know. I've never done social media, but I can only imagine what it's like. It doesn't matter what you're doing. We, I get enough of an experience from you might be shooting the lights out or kicking goals left, right and centre, yeah. but there's going to be a negative in there that could send you over the edge. Yeah, that's right. Performance-wise. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, why isn't the coach playing, you know, oh, you know, like you've been sitting on the bench for, you know, too long. You know, why isn't the coach yeah. inserting you in the game yeah. a little bit more? And all of a sudden you think, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Or you're what, right. Or they go, you're going all right, but Watson's going through. <laughs> God, he's hopeless. Go, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, you were open five times then. Why didn't he pass it to you? It's like the great Mick Martin story that someone told me with his dad, who was his greatest, Mickey Martin yeah. was a fullback for the Kangaroos. Oh, Kingy tells the story. Yeah. And Mick, didn't matter what happened. You could go you go in at half time, the Kangas could be you know, Carlton would be fifteen mm. goals to three and they go in at half time or after the game mm. and you know, Dennis is giving them all dressing down, then Mick Martin Senior come in and go, Not your fault, Mick. You play well, Mickey. Wasn't your fault. <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> you who, one of them. I won't tell you who it was, but uh um, Dennis Pagan, famously, he was great post game. He would, uh, he, when he was at Essen post game, he'd come in and he'd give a great uh, uh, breakdown of the game. And when he go, was at Essendon, yeah, when he was Essendon, the VFL coach, oh, seconds yeah. coach, right? Yeah. So he'd give a great breakdown of the game, and uh, he went through one particular player and gave a uh, a breakdown of his game, you know, out loud to all the players and other people that were in the room at the time. And uh, one of the players' grandfather happened to be there in the room at the same time. So why De- Dennis has finished. <laughs> and you hear the grandfather say, must have been at a different game than I was at. <laughs> uh, coaches, the great late Ray Jordan, Slug Jordan. Right. Who, who had a mouth on him. Yeah, he coached me under-19s. He coached me for state footy. I had a big influence on me. So we were playing one. This is a true story. We were playing one day at Punt Road. Back then, the under-19s used to play in, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So the seniors in the reserves and then the under-19s would be somewhere else. And we are playing at Punt Road and there's a – I won't say his name because yeah. you'll get embarrassed. At three-quarter uh, – no, and that's when the you know the, anyone could come out on the ground yeah. and listen. Three-quarter time, we had a, we're having a bad day, and he's doing his stuff. He's pretty, he had the liberal. Have uh, you got a Ray Jordan voice? Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's, doing, he's going around the circle. Yeah, and you, you've you got to do better than that. You've got to get better than that. And then he goes, and you, whoever his name was, he goes, you, you can pack your effing bag and eff off and don't come back. <laughs> that was the last we ever saw of him. <laughs> Three-quarter time. He went. He you packed his bag pack, and left. You, inside, pack your effing bag and don't even <laughs> come back. He wandered off. I think his mum and dad were there at the three-quarter time huddle. Never saw him again. Parents should have been warned when Slug was coaching oh. not to go out, not to go out to the ground at quarter time, three-quarter time or post-game. Crikey, Moses. I think it ended and uh, disrupted a lot of relationships. I played, a, like the under-19s came and he said, our season finished and he played a couple of us in the seconds finals, mm. right? So he said, you're, you know, and so you start on the bench in the seconds. Like we were kids. Yeah. At the MCG, there's no one there. Before the ball gets bounced, the winger wasn't close enough to his winger. Yeah. So he just stood up in that box. Hey, get off. Gary, get on. Before the ball's bounced, <laughs> he, he screamed out across the ground. The winger turned around and goes, me, yes, off. <laughs> so he, he ran off and I ran on before the ball was even bounced. <laughs> <clears throat> 
It's time to talk farming for Kubota. For over 40 years, Kubota's been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. I haven't been uh, down to the farm much this week at all because it's been a busy week, but I did. I told you I had the Kubota track um, mower wasn't yes, working. Yes, your mower, yeah. It had a heart attack. Yep. That's basically what happened. What do you mean a heart attack? Well, if the fuel line is like your arteries, your main it was arteries. blocked. Right. And so the old mate Troy came and pulled it apart and all the fine dust and uh, all the little grass clippings and stuff were in the in the um, fuel line. Fuel line, yeah. So he cleaned that, right? So did you watch all this though so that you can do it yourself next time? No. Okay. Good idea. Too cold. Yeah, good idea. So then you, well, you, you clean it out. The fire a red and then I took off again. So the fuel line's clean. Yeah. The artery's clear. Yep. So the fuel, the blood's getting through again. Yeah. Five minutes later, again. So what, what do you think was the problem? Same thing. So then you've got to empty the tank. Yeah. So the, all that gunk got in there because you left your cap off. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all sorted now. So that's the advice right. today. Is it? Purring now. Purring. The Kubota 54-inch zero-turn is absolutely purring. I did six hours of mowing, right. and it's now tickety-boo. I tell you what, the next time um, I'm at a loose end at the weekend, I'm going to come down to your joint. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to put it up on the hoist. We'll pull it apart, and then we'll put it back together no, again. We won't. <laughs> You're worse than me. We won't be doing that. Okay. Quick fire rabbit holes for TJM. Handle anything with XGS premium suspension by TJM. Visit your local TJM store for a free quote today. All right, the old rabbit hole's been going for a while this morning, and I know you've got to get to your dog. So you got any little quick fire rabbit, little rabbit holes that you want to put your head into to see if there's anything in there? Uh, just quickly, um, at 79 years of age, Robert De Niro has announced the birth of his seventh child. Mm-hmm. Is that being... A little bit irresponsible to have a child at 79 years of age, do you think, or not? Where do you sit on this? I don't know the circumstances uh, clearly. Or do you need to, though? No, it does seem strange. Right. I mean, you know how you produce a baby. I mean, that's all you probably need to know. More power to him uh, if he's still capable. But, I mean, it is an advanced age to be having a child. Uh, But anyway, um, good on him. Do you know... He starred in The Godfather, didn't he? The grand, he's not sort of the grandfather. He just wants to be the. <laughs> he just wants to be the father. Yeah, Can the you blue imagine? Wiggle. This is like a little. Do you think? I don't know his partner. I don't know her name. Right. Is it possible though, when the baby cries in the middle of the night and she's getting up for the baby <laughs> to change the nappy, that she'll say to Robert, "Okay, up on the table." To... <laughs> I get it. I see you had a couple of zigs. Yeah, there. we'll put a little. We'll put a new nappy on you. <laughs> Um, the Blue Wiggle, Anthony yep. Field. Mm, you know he, him, don't you? Yes. He loves the West Tigers, and he's saying that he'd like to buy them. Ah, uh, yes. Um, is he the sort of responsible owner of a team, do you think, or not? Oh, no, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I'm just want to ask Well, you, you know him, that's all. I don't no, know. No, well, yeah, he's a smart man. The Wiggles mm. have been unbelievably successful. They reckon they're valued around $50 million bucks. He said it'd have to sell the Wiggles. To get the money and then tip it into the West Tigers. If you had the money, mm. would you get no. involved with a sporting team? Um, I would have uh, maybe in a big competition like the in America. I just don't know whether Why I'd be you? interested. Well, because you only have to look at go. how – well, no. You only have to look at how they've gone up in value. I mean, they've been a great business. It's been a great business decision from people to get involved What's in. What's been your best business decision? My best business decision is something we probably should talk about at a later date. You told me you bought a lot of good art. 
Uh, I don't, don't no. I don't want to talk about this. No, because well, you sound like a wanker. Yeah, you start to sound like a wanker. <laughs> I've got a friend who. <laughs> no, I've got a very. Hey, I admire you. I no, no, up, no, no. I look up to you. No, I've got. I've got any art. I've got a very good friend who <laughs> represents a lot of different artists, right? And she has advised me from time to time. She's but why didn't you tip me in? Because it's, I find art is in the, uh, eye, of the eye of the beholder. So I've only ever bought things that I would want to put up on the wall. I've never thought about them as an investment. And it, some of them have been a good investment. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. It's right. a bit wankish to sort of talk about stuff like that because people will think that, you know. No, I see it as a culture. I see you as being a cultured man. Yep. And you're accurate. <laughs> that is correct. I've tried to improve myself. As time has passed. And I would like to think that when you're doing my eulogy at my funeral, you'll include that little snippet as well. Uh, we've got a big tribunal, uh, tribunal decision today. We're not going to go on about it because we don't do a hell of a lot of footy on the rabbit hole. But Jacob Van Royen will go to the tribunal. It's a Thursday. We're broad, uh, sort of, uh, yeah. doing this podcast. It's 10 past 10 in the morning. Uh, what will happen tonight, Tim? Just give us a quick pricey. I would hope to think that sanity is restored in the game. And that something like that is not considered to be illegal and something that somebody should be penalised for. That's what I'd like to see. We at the tribunal have decided that Jacob Van Ryan is free to play on the weekend. But we, in doing so, we reiterate mm. that the head is absolutely of the utmost importance and mm. your responsibility when you are marking, spoiling or contesting for the football will always remain the same. But we do acknowledge, mm -hmm. in this instance, that the contact was incidental and therefore he will play. That's right. Because the next part about all this is that if you make contact with somebody's head in the act of going for a mark when you're climbing on their shoulders, where Who does it knows? lead to? Who knows? Where, where does it lead to? to? Yep. Well, you know the answer to that question. Where does it lead to? Well, I'll walk, we'll all walk away from the game. Well, we probably won't because we love the game too much. We won't be walking away from the game. Is there anything else there on our list that we only, really want to talk about? Because I can hear I can hear Brendo howling. Is booing, but it's got a bit. <sighs> we're going to be bored by the end of it. Boo! <laughs> You're right. You go and see Brando. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, Rabbit Hole Podcast episode 13, which was for tyre power. The main mega sales now on. Get into your local independently owned tyre power today. See you later, whispers. This has been The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads, tyrepower.com.au. Tune in to 1116 SEN each Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 9am to hear SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim.